Yo, 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 you already know who it is. It's C-Money giving you the hottest DeFi news from the eyes of a DJ in the mouth of a burger. It's Tuesday, July 5th. Let's get it. Man, oh man, oh man. It feels good to be back. That three-day weekend really had me, like, relaxed. I feel great, happy to be back, and I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July. So, as usual, we are not going to waste any time. We're going to hop straight on into the NFT news, and number one is Moonbirds. Moonbirds is one of my favorites. I've I've seen these guys. They were a little too expensive for me. They've been around for like four months, five months. But some of my friends have these. And so there was 39 buyers and 46 transactions. So it looks like pretty healthy market mechanics. Number two is so rare. And that is the soccer card trading project. I think they have a deal with the soccer league. And then three is Bored Apes with 10 buyers and 11 transactions. And um, they had $862,000 in volume. So then number five, wow, okay. Number four is the other deed before I get ahead of myself. Number five are Moonbird Oddities. And so I guess that's connected with Moonbirds. I don't know what's up with Moonbirds. Let me, let me do a quick search. Moonbirds NFT. Sorry, I always leave on my ringer. And I... Okay, Moonbird surpasses 500 million in all-time volume. Okay, but nothing, nothing today. Oh, yep, nothing today. But um, the founder has been on Business Insider, so he's definitely. He's definitely making some moves. So there's Moonbirds. Um, looking at the top NFT sales. Oh, man. Looking at the top NFT sales. Let's see what we got. It's a Moonbird, surprisingly enough. Uh, Moonbird 6607. And it sold for $150,325. Or 140 ETH. And then the second one is another $150,000 Moonbird. Wow. The third one, third biggest sale, is a Bored Ape Other Deed Land Mint. And that was $143 thousand dollars or 124 ETH looking at the market looking at what people are trading liquidations have slowed down 24-hour liquidations are at 172.96 million dollars 
and then kind of getting into the nitty gritty, we still have Ethereum leading the way with liquidations, which I might know why, but we'll get into that in a second. And then we have Bitcoin in second. Ethereum has 65.56 million dollars in liquidation. Bitcoin has 46.58 million dollars in liquidations. And Solana, coming in at third, has $11 million in liquidations. Looking at some of the biggest trades right now. We got a Bitcoin trade. It's a short at $19,934. It is 68.7 Bitcoin or $1.37 million. So we got some big money on the table. We had a, another big trade um, jump on the table about six hours ago, a short from 19,415, which Bitcoin actually ended up running up. I don't know about that, but yeah, recently we have some shorts, heavy shorts coming in at 19,934. For Ethereum, which you'd think would be would have larger trades but it really doesn't one million dollars is long at one thousand dollars and then there's one point six three million dollars short at one thousand one hundred and five dollars so that's what the market's doing today and I said this what I'm about to say or kind of I hinted at this and I think it was I think it was um, June 28th, but I said that the end of the bear market is going to be when the blockchain really slows down, and coming from CoinGlass, we have some new statistics that shows Bitcoin tourists have been purged and only hodlers remain. So-called quote-unquote market tourists are fleeing from Bitcoin leaving only long-term investors holding and transacting in the top cryptocurrency, according to blockchain analytics from Glassnode. In its July 4th week on-chain report, Glassnode Analytics said June saw Bitcoin having one of its worst performing months in 11 years, with a total loss of 37.9%. Glassnode added that activity on the Bitcoin network is at levels current with the deepest part of the bear market in 2018 and 2019. They said an exact quote, the Bitcoin network is approaching a state where almost all speculative entries and market tourists have been completely purged from the asset. However, despite the almost complete purge of tourists, Glassnode noted significant accumulation levels, stating that the balances of shrimps or those who really don't have that much cryptos, right? Because, you know, you look at people between 1,000 and 5,000 Bitcoin as a whale. And these are the actual numbers. People usually just say, like, a rich guy. Well, no. They actually have, like, dolphins. But under one Bitcoin, and I guess a dolphin would be one Bitcoin to, um, like, 500 or 1,000 Bitcoin. But under one Bitcoin, you're considered a shrimp. And so... um the people with 1,000 to 5,000 are increasing while, and we, we, we talked about how the number of people that are holding one Bitcoin was getting bigger. Well, on the flip side of that, the people with 
less than one Bitcoin is getting smaller because people are leaving the market. That means there's not a new flow of investors. Okay. Looks like looks like people with under one Bitcoin do see these Bitcoin prices attractive as wallets with less than one Bitcoin are accumulating almost 60,500 Bitcoin per month. Wow, which is one of the most aggressive rates in history. That's equivalent to 0.32% of the Bitcoin supply every month. Jeez. So people are definitely buying Bitcoin and looks like the chain's slowing down. That's good. And listen, I tried to kind of t- tailor my podcast to what I was doing. So when the market was going down, we were just talking about scams, you know, uh, when I'm bullish, I, I usually, you know, make, make content. So that's kind of what it is. Um, <laughs> obviously that's not like a set in stone thing, but you know, uh, moving on kind of a fun NFT news story, Tampa's Outback Steakhouse, our favorite steakhouse had made an NFT project and they sold out in 20 minutes. Yes, this is true. And if you own the NFTs, you get um, Dr. Pepper, free Dr. Pepper. And you also get a free onion or something weird. Um, Outback is far from the first brand to launch NFTs featuring artwork of its products. McDonald's, Nike, and Coca-Cola all have their own uniquely identifiable digital tokens for collectors to purchase. I think Taco Bell said something too. And I like Taco Bell. Um, and, and, you know, you could buy and sell these on the open market. Just search it up online. Um, so this is the Bloomin' Bud experiment. And, um, it's been a success so far. Uh, I mean, I guess if you sell out in 20 seconds, it's hard to not label that a success. Um, they hope to, (laughs) they hope to expand on this in the fall by having paid partnerships with college athletes. Okay, so we can see what they're doing here. So it's one thing to note, too, that Outback Steakhouse made the mint free, which is very smart when you look at liability. If it's free, no one's going to be mad if it goes to zero. But because it was on Ethereum, (laughs) it says here how much gas fees people were paying and stuff, which is just hilarious. So I went ahead, I went ahead and searched Bloomin' Buds on OpenSea, and I found it, and um, it rugged, kind of. It was, it was trading at. Okay, no, it's 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 literally at point zero one, so I think it's like a hundred a hundred bucks, or ten bucks. Yeah, it's at ten bucks. Looking at the floor price, though. Hold on a second. Hold on now. Oh, okay, now it's it's gone even lower. Now, okay, looking at it, that was the most recent sale. The most recent sale was a day ago. Ooh, the NFT died. Um, but if you wanted to get into Outback Steakhouse NFT, this would probably be the move. And um, I think it gives free food. Let's see, the first big, let's see. 
so it's not supposed to be about promotions, discounts, or offers. It was intended to be how do we engage audiences in this platform. Okay. They're wanting to get young, sports-oriented college fans. So that's, their NFTs are their way to do it. Okay. So if you own this NFT, you get a free Bloomin' Onion, whatever that is, and a Dr. Pepper. Now, looking at the price, the fact that it's $3, how funny would it be to give them to all these drug addicts and so then they just have to give them Dr. Pepper all day. <laughs> oh man, free Dr. Pepper if you have this NFT. I mean, and Bloomin' Onions. So that's the that's the real world value. And they say that they want to eventually evolve into something like a loyalty program. Okay, you heard it here first. NFTs for Dr. Pepper, bullish. We are bullish on Dr. Pepper NFTs. And I wondered too, like, did Dr. Pepper pay money for that? Probably. So, Maker. MakerDAO. Cuts off Ave's dye supply as fallout from Celsius continues. So, dye, for, for some reason, what, that title, what this title means, let me just break it down. Ave is a lending protocol on Ethereum. And Maker is also a lending protocol. And DAI is a stable coin. And the stable coin is usually actually worth more than a dollar because people want DAI. I don't know why. I think it's just there's always less of it somehow. And DAI is really cool because it has like, DAI is like a religion thing. And so, um, they had, and then Celsius, we've been talking about how they had been giving out these interest rates when they weren't actually generating the profit, now they're in a predicament. So, the maker DAO decided to cut off Ave from its direct deposit module as a safeguard in light of the possibility that Celsius folds and crashes the price of staked ETH. And, yeah, that's how, so when you deposit your ETH into MakerDAO, they basically wrap that ETH and they say that they're holding it in this vault. And then they give you another token called staked ETH. And so then, since you have, and that, that's like proof that you have those, to those tokens staked. And with those um, basically staked tokens, you know, it's kind of like a fake asset. People are earning interest on top of that. It's a yield-bearing asset now. And so that's the whole thing with the staked ETH. And since it's a yield-bearing asset, the peg is off. You know, the peg is always less than what ETH should be because people are just printing out ETH or whatever, you know. And so so MakerDAO voted to cut off lending um, in, for its die in the lending pool without collateral as the risks of Celsius' liquidity crisis loomed large over the entire crypto ecosystem. They made the decision as a means of mitigating the maker's protocol exposure to the beluggered staking and lending platform in case Celsius goes belly up and implodes the staked ether peg as well. Yeah. So I just said this so this all happened, um, I think it was last Tuesday, or two Tuesdays ago, it was suggested in 
Proze 11 that the Maker Protocol should disable the die um, for Ave because Celsius borrowed $100 million in die collateralized by staked ETH, which would be at risk of liquidation if Celsius fails. The reason we believe this is risky because out of the 200 million die borrowed on Ave Ethereum version 2, 100 million of that die is being borrowed by Celsius, a collateralized mostly by staked ETH. And if staked ETH goes down, they also could get liquidated. And it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, and if Celsius does collapse, it's. It's going to have to sell off its staked ETH to honor retail responsibilities and get liquid on Aave, which they would likely force the staked ETH peg to go down further, kind of like I was saying. This would put the maker protocol at risk of not being able to retrieve the die Celsius borrowed to begin with. Around 58% of the 83 voters on the proposal felt that the risk prevented presented by Celsius was greater than the loss of revenue from Ave by passing the proposal. So, wow. That's drama, 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 and it's not going to stop. So getting into some good news, Circle, or the company that has USD coin, or they launched the USD coin, also just launched a Euro-backed stablecoin, EuroC. That sounds good. There, man, the marketing guy over there at Circle needs a pay raise because he does a really good job. So, big news for Circle, and the reason why I think they did this is because the euro was losing so much money against the dollar when, um, when like European people or anyone wants to buy cryptos through Circle, they have to pay like exchange fx rates and so i think they're getting pretty high and so they said we're just going to make a euro c stable coin and in the beginning it's going to be a problem because it's probably not going to have very much liquidity but that's just another opportunity for market makers to deploy their algorithms and within a couple months it'll be a very strong um peg to different coins because you know you always see when you see bitcoin price that doesn't make sense because you have to compare that to something and so it always is bitcoin usd bitcoin euros you know you always have to com compare something to something saying that out loud that sounded silly really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast and if you did feel free to leave a like it's not even for the algorithm that doesn't do anything but it makes me feel good inside it'll probably make my day so, that being said, I am going to dip. Hit me up on Twitter, at Soggy Margin. We still are doing the podcast Twitter. It's just so tough to juggle and wear all the hats I'm wearing. But it's not like I'm complaining. It's just like, it's not a necessity to post on the Twitter. But if you were to message me on Web3 TV Pod on Twitter, I would respond eventually. That being said, Soggy Margin is definitely where I be at. I also want to give a special shout out to Paper Bag Agents because that's the only real gaming community. With all that being said, this is C Money tuning in with Web3TV. Peace.